I always thought it was cheesy and corny and like God has a plan. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But uh, I will say this, that none of my plans that I had for my life uh, would have got me to these places. Uh, my plans were easy. Get up, get high. Sleep high, maybe die high. But it doesn't matter. High, you know, you got that part. Those are my plans. Uh, I'm part two of uh, episode three. Uh, main topic: drugs, addiction, and sobriety. Uh, the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. The guy would like easily by tell me to take off my shorts. I'd be naked, basically, you know, because you know, supposedly to check for drugs, and then they make little comments, you know. They'd be like, "Have you never, have you never gone undressed before for a, uh, for uh, for it's called for a woman, okay? Was are you thinking is this rhetorical or what, Danny?" And then I'm like, "Oh no, I have." And he said, "Okay, well consider me as your whore right now. I'm gonna play with your ass, right?" And this is all again just to search for drugs, but they do more than that, okay? Confado <laughs> sonor at that point, yeah. And then uh, this is just the introduction. That is, uh, you're going upstairs. A lot of families, they bring them and you see like, oh, they don't even know what happens. In the second floor, but it's like, all, you, of course, there's no mirrors there. Understandable. And you have to consider them as like mental patients. They can easily break the glass. That's understandable. And no belts and whatever. Okay. But then, and also I couldn't cut my nails for weeks because uh, there's only one nail clipper there. And maybe 80 to 90% of the people had, uh, had hepatitis C. Uh, so I, I can't, it would be, be a really stupid risk actually, you know. That's assuming you don't have it already, you know. Uh, and then you go in and they always made me in charge of bathroom duty. They said, and I quote, Omar bin Naddaf al-Hamamad ba'amana. I'm like, <laughs> they, they, this is, they, I, I was apparently so good at it, right? Not once did I take a shit or a piss there or anything by sitting down. I used to, I used to, I used to squat shit there anyway. If you saw these things, man, like you have every, if hepatitis C me, I feel, I was like, you know, uh, the food. They used to clean the food nefsu inside the arf al-gardat al-mubba. The mop. They used for the floor. They put the water in. They used to wash the food inside, you know, and then, and this is, this is your, like your breakfast. Uh, and you split into like three people, like a plate for three people. I'm telling you, the dogs got fed more than us, right? By the way, this is all just one detox. That is a fibelawi, come in. Always, it's the constant thing where they come up and they decide to just like start uh, flipping beds over and things like that. Not even for drugs, just to see who maybe has like a, oh, because a guy took a spoon, takoshari. Something like that, you know, there's any way to like just abuse you more. Took the spoon, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They used to call him Karkar. And, uh, and he was a dumb, and he, and he was a <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. No, this guy, this guy was stupid. And, and that's the thing, uh, this guy, uh, they would, you know, sometimes they have people who they want to be the example of the rest, you know. So this guy was one of them. And, uh, they, and I'll tell you why, but because they would force feed you. Oh, like I'm talking about can make like pills, they're like eight, nine pills, different colors. You're like, what the f does all this even do? And you and they all they, they give you reasons why each one does what whatever, but it's like no one needs this. Okay, I'm not I'm not coming here for cancer or something, you know. And um one of them is something called Kulzavix. Heavy ass sleeping pill. Uh by heavy I mean really heavy and like in a shitty way groggy as hell very angry makes you kind of hallucinate if you don't sleep at the peak time that you should very you get really hungry especially for sweets and here's the thing so they give you dinner then they give you this after so a lot of people don't sleep right away and they get hungry so that took the spoon with the plan of opening the gate at night so you can go make so much marabba in the kitchen they they of course they injected him they give him a few punches here and there whatever and then they made him wear I know this sounds like a movie, but this is really what happened. Uh, like a necklace, what up, maktub, 
and a harami wa nafsi atub and they just walk around and they want everyone to say something shitty to him one by one this is a detox this is the normal behavior you know um the concept of rehabilitation oh, is yeah, not yeah. even there no 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 of course not. Tabi, was there any benefit of you being there at the all the detox none at all none at all not once it really wasn't except i'll tell you one thing maybe maybe and they do say this they say if you haven't hit rock bottom outside then you're going to hit it inside okay that is rock bottom in the sense of enough to have enough fear into Man, you Man, rock bottom the, the, the bottom has officially fallen out i'm saying this is what they will tell you inside ba uh enough fear and i'm going to admit there are there are several times that i've relapsed with the biggest fear in my mind of i can't let anyone know about anyone i'm talking about like the, my consultants at the recovery house or my family not because i've relapsed but because i'm afraid they're going to send me to this one place again you know and I'm, I'm like it's a, and and they knew this fear and they sent me back Omar <laughs> sorry go back ahead. to like uh, in lame terms ماشي عشان بس الناس اللي مش فاهمه ممكن تشرحنا كده البروسس يعني ايه الفرق بين uh, halfway recovery oh, yeah, او yeah, 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 yeah. يعني flow chart كده okay, بس okay. detox it's supposed to just be you go there uh, all the like your withdrawal symptoms your withdrawal symptoms and you leave Okay. What are the withdrawal symptoms? Oh, well, the, regardless, it doesn't matter. Withdrawal symptoms of the drugs are on. Yeah, and for it to be out of your system. Okay. That's what I mean. Like it could be a week. Some. I. I personally, at one point, took two to three weeks, where I was. You know. Does it depend on the day you take it? Well, I mean, it depends on your body too. Yeah. And everyone. Not everyone is going to suffer the exact same way. But of course, there. Are, again, if it's say, for example, heroin, obviously everyone will have the similar symptoms. The the chills and the. Oh, the aches and the bones and the diarrhea and the nausea and the flipping like a fish over and over for hours at a day and this and the cold sweats all all that bullshit times by this some more but of course you know mixed with pills that you already take and i don't know what depending on your health all this matters so know? first so first man this is too uh, this is just the detox okay so the first yeah. step is a detox uh, place ashan to get uh, the stuff out of your system mafrood that's Mafrood. what it's meant to be okay. that's not what they do That's not what they do. There are people who stay six months, and it's fucking ridiculous. Because you, there are people who I always sometimes I go in winter. You'd find uh, a big garbage bag coming up the stairs for them, and it's their summer clothes that they're going to stay there. It's always it always comes down to brainwashing the parents, the people who brought them in, whoever they are. That he need, if he goes out, he's going to do this and this and this. It's like that's not your call, bitch. You here for the detox? Halfway out of the second phase. This is a place, literally a house, halfway, halfway house. Some people just call it recovery house. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's different than rehab. Well, it's a type of rehab, okay. but it's not a hospital. Okay, it's not a right. Hospital. It's not. It's not a hospital. No, no, no. Uh, it's a place. It's literally a house where you live with a bunch of other addicts. Uh, on, of course, the same rooms or Maybe you can get your own room, whatever. And you know, you you literally live there. For well, it's supposed to be six months, but they have something called a relapse program where you know if it's not your first time there and you had graduated, they call it graduating before. Then you come in next time for three months because you already have some background, you know. Uh, but uh, this shit never works that way. It always comes down to money. Always, uh, some people, min- them being me, I stayed. Uh, I, unfortunately, one point I stayed my- nine months and a half. And that's because I was uh, also relapsing on the weekends, and I'd come back and things like that. And it's like yeah, I had nowhere else to go anyway. My father didn't want me anywhere near the house. He didn't care. He's just like keep this thing there, you know. Uh, anything but bringing it back here. Uh, and then there was uh, so there's that. And what they do is they do a bunch of group therapy sessions there. You eat together there. You go out together. Um, And the consultants that work there, you know, maybe you can share with them what's going on with you every day and things like all these things, Annie. But um, is it a healthy routine? Oh man! You call oh it? man! See, he's, yeah. So that's the thing about these f-ing guys. Uh, they, some of them, not the places. I mean, sometimes I would feel the ben. I'll tell you the what the benefit of it was that they would uh, pinpoint things about me I didn't know about myself. You know, have you like you know you, you we, we do this uh, every week. We have something called a uh, confrontation uh, group, where people talk about you know whoever. But it's supposed to be in a constructive way to help them, not to like say you you're a piece of shit or something. No, 
but you know maybe something uh, you need to you should try to work on or I've noticed about you or whatever things like that you know and this thing can get out of hand and it does get out of hand some people literally pick up their bags and leave because they don't they can't handle maybe pre- maybe they're being disliked by everyone or they see it that are way are you allowed to leave oh that's the other bullshit to it they have this metaphor of like they always say bab maftuh literally the gates can be open but it's not so easy Okay, I realize you both have not really heard of this world, huh? Okay. I don't think anybody this, else this has. Is some, Honestly, to me... This is some bullshit. To happens, me, this but. is how simple it was in my head. Not simple, obviously. But I could think about it. You drink drugs, you get addicted. You don't have anywhere. 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 You don't No. No, that's not what happens at all. You want to leave? Sure. You can leave. You know, that's what you think. And some people are very lucky and might pack up and leave. Some. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, they have something called Fari'i Shah. Right? And it's literally a microbus that comes outside. Or sometimes even under your house if you made it home or whatever. And they it's literal kidnap. That's what it is. Of course, in like, say, rehabs abroad, they call it intervention. But that's illegal. You know, you only go if A, you're going to hurt yourself or others. Well, actually, that's the only reason. No, it's not. It's just it's that one point. But it's just like with them, it's like, you know, or, or maybe you're at home. And this happens with most of the people there that their parents approve of this shah. A lot of them not knowing how violent it can be. And so you can't, and you can't blame if the f-ing, some weird ass group comes to your house and you start fighting and someone gets hurt. Some, some, at least two have been killed actually by things like this because they think they're, Getting attacked by a bunch of thugs, right? And these aren't people dressed in like hospital. No, no, it's not. It's, not, it's just Baltagaya. Baltagaya getting paid to force this man physically. And he would do That's it, you know? Not with his permission or anything. Um, things like that. <laughs> you go and they force you back to another detox. Not because you have any drugs in your symptom. You don't have. No. Uh Behavior-wise, completely sober, but no withdrawal symptoms, nothing, just in, just, just all shwaya, you know? It's always just like, because you wanted to leave. Here's a, here's some time for yourself kind of thing, but in this disgusting place, you know? Um, this happens, this happens all the time, all the time, yeah. They, uh, they pay them and they do this shit. And there is one really known one of Ismu Lutfi, <laughs> he is a known one. Maruf. Like you will hear his name in a lot of detoxes. It's always like it's kind of like what makes them bond. Like, <laughs> and sometimes people come in with like, you know, a thumb that they their thumb broke or maybe a broken jaw. And they're like, <laughs> like he's known, you know? Of course there's a lot of people, Yani. But that's what I mean. It's like this is the kind of, it's a business for them, Yanni. Not a, it really comes down to thugs. It really comes down to that. Obviously, they're not labeled as that. Of course. No, of course not, yeah. But they're they think people, because... People are trying to make money. Yani. They think because addicts are, they put them, they've dehumanized them. Definitely. So, the, so them. they've given the good, good oh, gracious yeah. parents. It's like, ah, khalas, detox, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether halfway, whether kaza. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah. do it. And they have get no out. idea what even happens in between. No they sense no of idea. rehabilitate, uh, become, make them better people so that they can yeah. integrate back into the community, integrate back into... Khalas, <laughs> but they'll say, That's it. It's, to them, it's like, it should be that simple. You know what I mean? They don't know what the f- happens in between or, you know, a month. That, there's no gray area, Fadden, in this case, you know? And this is just from, like, the superficial point of view. Uh... When you start getting in it and you start knowing what happens inside all these places and all that. And how I remember, I'd, you know, uh, when I would go in and I'd, and uh, I remember like, you know, okay, I know I'm confined and I know I'm all this and all that shit. But it, it started to really hit me at one point in one of the places where I would like reach out of the little bars between the window. Uh, and like, and there's no, there's not, there's like nothing out there. There's no one or anything, not even a house or anything. And I start like tearing up because I want to touch a f***ing plant. You know what I mean? There's a plant all like I can see it, but I just can't reach it. And y- your mind starts to, and I started just like, in my mind, it's like, 
I can't even reach the f***ing leaf. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's all I want right now. I don't want anything else. I'm not even thinking about getting high or anything. It's just simple. Like that. And you start thinking, like, how the f*** did I even get here? You know? Is it really addiction? Or is it, or am I just extremely unlucky to be in this one place? You know? A lot of places like them, though. And I went to all of them. I went to one in Haram, too. That one is not any better. That one, they used to... I am really not exaggerating. This guy was not crucified in the way with nails or anything, but he, he wanted to leave. That's what it was. He wanted to leave. And uh, they just put him up, like as if he was crucified, you know, or like some hook or something like that, you know. And they tie, and they like, you have a, so you have that guy, you have the people that are supposedly behaving, then you have a bunch of other people who are tied up on the left. It's like, it's all visible. And you could just come in the room and you see them all like that, you know. Uh, there's all these things are common they're they're not rare at all I don't know honestly now if there's like crack you know like they're cracking down on these places or not I have no idea but uh, because you know at the end a lot of them are unlicensed and uh, cheap as well because you find all sorts of it's not like a social class that's it's like all everyone you know uh it's, it's, it's rare that you'll go in and you'll find, you know, someone from like Motoreya and then like uh, GUC. <laughs> uh, but in my case, I went to AUC for a year and a half at some point. I was there. I was the only one. I'm like, am I, was I more privileged before and then somehow I'm here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, it's, that's, that's fake. It's not, it's not true. It's like, I... I'm, I'm, I am like them in a way, you know, we have obviously a common problem and everything. Background doesn't matter. F*** the background. I'm not better than them at all or anything. Uh, there is no class by inside, you know. Did this ever make you doubt being there, detox or halfway? Did it ever make you doubt your addiction? Like yes. You... Okay. Yeah. Because I'd compare all the time. Not just there, also the same with the meetings. You're always looking for the differences. Oh, uh, but you know, because, you know, he... There's always like, you know, uh, they're worse than me. Actually, every hospital I went to in the beginning, before detoxes and all, just the hospitals, uh, it was always like, oh, I can't really relate to them on this one. Or their stories are far worse. I made three more visits to the same hospital, relating more every time. And finding myself, uh, I'm not going to call it one-upping. It's not like I was getting better than them. But one-upping them in a way where, you know, you don't really want to admit, maybe, you know. Uh, one-upping them. So it's like, and they'd be happy. We're, we're oh, entertaining. Like, this is not a f***ing reunion that we're happy about. Like, it means we're all doing, like, shit. <laughs> we keep seeing each other every year. And, like, sure, it brings some happiness to know that, okay, it's someone that you don't have to start from fresh socially, at least. But in the end, you're like, <laughs> we're in the same exact thing every year this is bullshit you know how many times uh, did you step in out like if okay. you like a ballpark figure yeah 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 yeah. because uh, i'm curious as to what was the last point before okay. you decided yeah, no, yeah. this is the get-go like this Mi- is the okay, time i'm minimum, sober minimum 10 times minimum uh different can- different ti- uh, time frames within yeah well, yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. mean, like every time, like to leave and come back. You yeah. Mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless of where I am, right? Yeah. At minimum ten, of course, it can go. It can be seventeen, maybe I don't something like that. Uh, some people do it the first time, you know, which is great. Some people do it. It's not me at all, though. <laughs> Omar, uh, thankfully, you've been sober six and a half years now. Yeah. Um, what worked for you this time, and why do you think? Oh. Okay, the why is a tough one because um, uh, a lot of the times I, I was sober and I would say, this is the one. This is the last one. This is the one that's going to really click with me and all that. And I re- and I actually would mean it very sincerely, okay? Uh, then, I, then, I, then I relapsed, of course. and like, oh shit, I guess that's not the one. Um, this time was actually the only time where I said, this is not the one. <laughs> I wasn't trying to like it's not like reverse psychology i wasn't trying to do that like i really this was the one i least expected to click with me uh i had i I, my plan was it's one month bitches that's all it is it's gonna be one month and i'm and i'm i don't even care what happens you know one month passed and i don't know uh i can't give you a lot there's no logic to it it was more of like feeling it's really an emotional thing at the moment maybe even spiritually you know with your soul it's kind of like i can't go on 
and then it became two, three, four months, all that, still in my mind, I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I can try six months. And I'll tell you, what gave me confidence along the way is knowing that I was dealing with a bunch of, which in my mind, what I thought as like fearful or stressful situations and things. Also, I had court. Uh, I had like some police case against me. It was, I thought they had forgotten about. So they took me to court right when I was about a year sober. And I got through it, I had and everything, right? And I, like, it went well and everything. Even though it was yeah, but still, like, I went well. And I just thought, like, you've been going through everything, a lot of things that you were worried about. And, you know, in my mind, was amplified. Uh, and then once you go through it, you're like, there, there are things you can do sober that I can do as, it, like, as a person. And, uh, you know, all those things I had, oh, I'm going to be so boring. Oh, I'm not going to talk. Oh, I can't work. Oh, I can't have sex. Oh, I can't go through this, all that. And, uh, and I'm doing them. And I'm like, oh, so, so first of all, this, didn't, this completely goes against what I thought, which was all this will last forever. So that's not true. Uh, two, I can't do one day over again. I can't do that whole stay sober for 24 hours again. I can't. I, 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 you just reach a point. Okay, I can't give you a logical reason. It's every, some you know you have like a certain time where it might work for you. Um, however, uh, not however. Sorry, like when I was a year sober, I don't think these things are coincidences or anything. It's just like when I was a year sober, in, in, in the case of the court case, it, it started, it surfaced up, and I was thinking if I was one month sober and this came up again, I don't know if I would have escaped. Or bailed or relapsed from it. Is it because of us like any stress and yeah, being yeah, yeah, overwhelmed? All that, like that's a, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I was a, it's such a different person by the time I was a year sober that I was able to handle the like the next level. You know what I mean? It's like you're given certain problems or opportunities or whatever. Uh that it's like depending on where you're at, they kind of go parallel with it. Like, no, you're ready for this, you know? And uh, you don't know what that is. Some people will call it God, and you can call it God, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter the label, you know. But what I mean is, it's definitely something I don't, I always thought it was something external, something that's helping me get through all these things. Because if it was just my power alone, between me and myself, I couldn't do one hour sober. No way, you know. What the hell has been with me for all this time? And that's just one year, that is about two, three, four and all that. It's like, it's like, no, you didn't, I didn't do this alone. I did obviously footwork for it, yeah. But something is giving me courage to continue. Uh, courage I didn't think I had and uh, patience patience I'm like I was very impatient uh, you know because it comes with the instant gratification I need it now I have to feel, I have to feel good right now it's like oh f I have to work at it now and it's something emotionally I have to like break through things I'm like oh no I don't know if I can survive then I don't think I can be with the human race I don't think I can you know uh, uh socially being with people i still feel disconnected with them till now some people but that's the thing like i can't i have different levels of friendship i have you know the friends that you know are recovering addicts for example then i have friends that i've already had before non-addicts and they're friends but at some point and it's no one's fault it just we're different we have different journeys there's going to be a wall where it's like you can't go through this one not because I don't want you to. It's just like you actually can't. You have a, you had a different journey, uh, you know. So it's like you have ranks of friendships, maybe you know. Did friends play a difficult or easy part after the sobriety? Like I didn't care. I didn't care about them at that point. But I mean, like the enabling uh, was there enabling oh, around. Oh, enabling. But uh, Sarazdi, some friends that supported. Oh yeah, a year in or some that did not. Uh, no, no, no. All of them. There's not one friend I had that didn't support, but also. They didn't come. They didn't like come running to me or anything like that. Uh, one of them had stopped talking to me for at least two to three years. Uh, another one similar and all that. And I don't know what happened, but when I was sober, about a year and a half or a little less, something like that, they started calling back, just like that, and just seeing how I am. And one of them was very surprised, saying that I actually sound coherent on the phone, and he would not mind meeting me. So it was just like that. Like, and next thing you know, we're reunited. You know. They just came at certain points in my life. I, I, but I, it's not like I was sober. I'm like, I need my friends back. No, it wasn't like that. Uh, and, uh, they all support me. Hashish and weed are pretty common in uh, Egypt. Are they now? And uh, yeah. we, always, we always hear and know it's uh, like a gateway drug and stuff. 
There's people that uh, smoke uh, hash and weed who maybe be step into the other yeah, side, or more intense stuff. Yeah, of course. There's people that do. What mm. would be your take on that? Uh, I'm not going to say that is like the gateway. It's, yeah, because it's not everyone who does that is going to, you know, instantly start going to pills and hair. No, some people. But that's the thing. Hash and alcohol are extremely underrated in the sense of destructiveness. They think, oh, it's just a few joints. Like, is it? <laughs> it's not. Uh, some people, it is that like that. That's true. But then there are others where it's like, no, you are so in it that you don't see it. Which is that when's last? You know, maybe certain questions to ask yourself. When's the last time I've had a social interaction? It could be an outing or whatever where I have to have the joint before it. Do I need to smoke before I sleep? Do I need to smoke when I wake up? Do I need to start to, to function in the day? Uh, do I need to start? Uh, what happens if I don't have it? That's what matters. You ask yourself, what happens if it's not there? And that is a good way to see how dependent you are. Uh, you know, same with alcohol, of course. Alcohol, I think alcohol is like one of the worst things. Far worse than other things. But it's because it's so socially acceptable. Yeah, that's that the problem. You, exactly, that it can be tricky. It's like, well, everyone drinks, you know, but no one really likes an alcoholic. <laughs> but it's like, that's, this is one of the worst drugs, alcohol especially. Actually, this withdrawals are really bad too. What do you think? Do you know you know of drug users now? What do you think of the drug scene in Egypt now? Like, are you thinking it's intense? Is it uh, too oh. much? I don't know what you hear, or oh, what you I, don't I, hear. I, I know you haven't been in it for years. Yeah, no, I haven't. But like but, from uh, the meetings, from are okay, okay. Are they getting worse? What, or should yeah. I feel more intense, more frequent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I can't I can't judge if it's worse or not because when I was using, I was in my own world. So I don't, I didn't give a shit what was happening around me, you know. But now seeing it with some clarity of thought, uh, I, I can't. Again, I can't say if it's worse or not, but it seems to be the same thing. It's just the same, and and that's kind of a relieving thing in the sense that we have people in the meetings who would relapse, and you know they go maybe I go out for a while. One way or another, a lot of them do end up coming back, and it's always the same thing, which is bad news. <laughs> so it's kind of relieving. It means that nothing's changing. It means like yes. Every time we go out, it's the same result. Some survive. A lot of a lot of people I know have died. Like a lot of them, right? Uh, when I'm talking about when I'm sober, so many have been overdose like overdosed in the bathrooms for for days, and people don't know about it, you know. And you come back, and so in this case, I don't know um, if it's different the scenery or not, but you know, I've heard that there's like been a spike in. I don't know what I don't. It's like ketamine that it just like. I mean, maybe I was sober through all this or something, but I feel like it just went up a lot here in the past seven years, maybe. Same with MDMA, because I remember before that, people, I don't think people, yeah, it was known, but it did, I don't think it had the popularity it has now. But again, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I, again, also, even if I was in that scene, I wouldn't be in that scene in the sense of, oh, I want to connect with others. It wouldn't, no, it would be how to disconnect. You don't go to parties as much? Not really. At all? Not really, no. Uh, uh, that's not because of sobriety, by the way. I actually don't really like parties. I, uh, I've been to lots of parties and I'm sober. Lots of drinking and all that. It's just not my scene in general. Okay. Even as a kid, I don't like dosha. You know, I don't, I don't like all, uh, all... It's too, it's too much. <laughs> in your journey of sobriety now, and it's been six years, you, six and a half years, sorry. Um... <clears throat> What you talk about, I feel well, the theme I got was small victories, and now uh, you can oh, yeah, do yeah. these one day at a time, one day Definitely, at a time, yeah. little things, and like it's not as bad as it seems. Uh -huh. What are the other tools you think that facilitate uh, sobriety? Um, you talk about the meetings, you talk about uh -huh. meeting others, you talk about um, uh, seeing other people. What do you? Yeah. What are the tools to if someone is to listen? What do you recommend or what do you think has helped you more than others? What do you, yeah, just generally that, yeah. Okay. First, I will say that there are a lot of situations which were as bad as I thought they would be. <laughs> Definitely. So it was like, but uh, again, it's getting through it. Remember what I said before? It's not about it passing. It's about how you pass it, right? And uh, so the other thing is... Um, it always comes down to leaving a lot of your, you know, very protected comfort zones, right? Uh, I, the, okay, I've done a lot of jobs 
a lot of them are not me. They're still not me and things like that. But that's the thing. I was getting to know myself along the way. Things I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell like potential meant. You know, like people say, oh, you can do this. And it's like, I don't know. Because like I had no belief in myself about anything. I'm like, I literally felt like a child coming into the world again, getting sober. I w- uh, and then I felt like I was 10 emotionally, you know, and then uh, and very irritable all the time and angry and all that. But then, um, so other than the support system, there's goals, goals in the day that I did not have. And this led me to a lot of boredom. And I did relapse once because of this, that I was uh, only going to meetings, but I had no sense of like purpose in my life or my mind. I'd wake up, I'm like, "Ah, there's nothing to do. I can't hang out with these guys. I can't get high. Uh, You know, it's like I have money, but I don't even know what to do with money now. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to traveling, everyone's going to theaters, and like, yeah, f- that we want heroin. <laughs> you know, it comes down to like, no, we want pills. You know, there's all again. That's what I mean with like my perspective on life being so narrow, yeah. right? And I did relapse because I was so bored. I had no goals, and I blamed the other people. I'm like, you f-ing people did this. <laughs> like I had the, like the nerve to go to the meetings and be like, I came as an abuser, and you all made me an addict. You, f-ks. you know. <laughs> Just any way to justify. I have to, because because you, you know. And so I, uh, it's the goals that helped me a lot. Like I'll tell you, when I was a little less than a year sober, and I actually had a job. First of all, like mashallah, I have a fucking job, aslan, right? So I did get one, and then I found that it felt amazing to have my own salary after long. I'm like, I didn't even have to bullshit this one. I didn't have to do any cons, you know, I didn't have to hustle, I didn't have to steal. Like, I actually earned this one, you know. Those, yeah, as you said, those little victories, sure. But then it was like, it wasn't just about getting salary. I'm like, no, okay, that's great. But then what? I mean, keep looking more. And then I found that like traveling was probably my favorite thing now. And I mean like out of Egypt in this case. Like, no, not f***ing Dahabi, any. But uh, I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I start, I realized that I can, when I'm really committed you know, I, I pulled through and then I ended up having a little box every day where I'd save money in it every day. And I'd be like, OK, this is for the travel and maybe next summer, I don't know where or whatever and things like that. And, I've, and it just felt me feel great to have that goal of every day being like, OK, it, the box is still there. I will not f-ing get near it. And because uh, I know what I'm using it for, you know, uh, and it would happen and I would travel. And I did several times, you know. Oh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Mexico, all of those, really. Oh, those are amazing, you know, because it was like, I knew that I needed greenery. No one told me, like, it was something in my mind like this, I need in my life, you know. Maybe it's the plant you wanted to I was reaching reach out, out to the detox, <laughs> right? Poetic. I think I just wanted to get the f*** out of that place too, yeah. Andy, but yeah. Like, do green rather than yeah, brown. Yeah, yeah, But that's the thing, it was just like, you start thinking like, so I was in this, all these f- disgusting as places for weeks at a time overall adding almost a year of my life maybe and it's like here i am in mexico surrounded by coconut trees going to meetings on the beach there and then going to vietnam like that it's like see that's the thing well i'm not gonna say like well actually no i will i don't give a shit i always thought it was cheesy and corny and like god has a plan i'm like yeah yeah that's nice but uh i will say this that none of my plans that I had for my life uh, would have got me to these places. Uh, my plans were easy. Get up, get high. Sleep high. Maybe die high. But it doesn't matter. High. You know, you got that part. Those are my plans, you know. There is no way that this Mexico or, you know, all this shit was like, oh, yeah, maybe in 10 years when I get sober, I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm like, no. <laughs> if I can even get up from bed the next day, That'd be a miracle, you know, uh, because of the withdrawals and things like that. But give yourself credit, Yanni. Yes, like, I know yeah, it's an external of plan, but you've been through the journey. Uh, no, of and course. now you're back and you went through the process and yeah, you've yeah, been yeah, to these yeah. cool places and you're, you have yeah. a yeah, life beyond, yeah. Of course. I'm not saying I didn't do shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that I've gotten, I've felt a lot of external help, you know, from something. Of course, them being people too. I mean, people are a way you can connect to if you want to call it God or the whatever. You know, it doesn't matter the label, but still, whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, it has nothing to do with religion, by the way, or anything like that. You know, of course not. 
If that was, if that was, if that was like a mandatory thing, I would never gotten sober. They said that you need to pray, like as in religiously. Uh, I said no way. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm much better off what I was doing then. You know, uh, you can pray your way, yeah, like your own little way. You know, maybe connect with whatever you feel like you can connect to and all that. But it's like, no, I can't. I can't have this. You know, this limitation of oh, this is how you can get sober. And like, no, it's not true. Um, quick uh, two second question answer كده سريعة لو حد هي هيبتدي أو on their way yeah of becoming an abuser uh -huh. what do you have to say to what them? I have to say to them oh f uh, I mean there's not really much I would say really honestly because it's like it's not I I'm not here I can't control anyone about these things it's their journey but I will say that having some uh, awareness of where it can lead to is good sure. But that's the thing. You're not trying to. It's not about inflicting trauma into everyone. Like, well, Like, it's maybe not true for a lot of people. But for those that exhibit some behavior where it's kind of obvious that it will lead to that, yeah. Um, here's the thing. You don't carry an addict. You can't carry an addict. You carry the message. All right. Uh, you could just say, "What's been, what happened to you?" Or, you know, maybe just letting them know that you relate to them a lot of times can give them a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's just connection. Um, but it doesn't mean that you're going to stop them from doing anything. Uh, it is their journey, unfortunately. Uh, some will go through to the end, maybe to reach where I am. Maybe they won't reach where I am. Maybe they won't be so lucky, you know. Uh, but I would say giving them the awareness of where it has led you with you. You just talk about yourself, really. You don't ever tell them what will happen to them because I would never have accepted this from anyone. This kind of help. If someone told me what will happen to me, I'm like, you know, but it's like once someone starts talking about themselves only, you will get these red flags in your head because it's like, you know, you can't control how much you can relate. Uh, you know, this is how it was like with me for people in meetings and all that when people were talking about, you know, just like how their behavior was and their childhood or things like that i'm like oh <laughs> i'm starting to see some common things here you know what about the uh, families parents or friends yeah of people that are about to be abusers do you have something to say to them and not me because there are meetings for that okay. it's called al anon a-n-o-n these are specifically for this is a global thing by the way it's not in egypt this is everywhere in the world uh but they have it in egypt too which is it's specifically for people who to know how to deal with addicts, spouses or friends or family or whatever. Uh, it's for them, you know. Uh, so I can't tell you. I mean, I've never had an addict in my family. Uh, but I have helped. I mean, I've, I've been lots of people have reached out to me of, you know, their brother or girlfriend or not girlfriend, really. Probably not that one, but friend or something uh, being drug addicts and all that. Um, the only thing I've ever been able to do if I'm in contact with them is A, they can have my number. But I'm not there to convince anyone of anything. I can't do that. Uh, especially not with addicts. You cannot convince them shit. You know, if you're decided, you decided what you want to do, right? But there's that. And I, what I would usually do is give them the reference of when the next meeting is, where it is. If you show up, you show up. You know, if you don't show up, you might show up still someday. Uh, and I do have a story about this, actually. I worked with, uh, what's it called? A company um, in, uh, in Sahel once, okay? Man, it could have been easy money, easy clean money. But of course it wasn't. Uh, it was a 45-day contract. That's all I had to do, go and be an usher in the middle of the beach or some shit like that for internet. And, my, and of course, my family thought, oh, maybe for once he can get his shit together. Again, they said that again. Eight days and I was fired, okay? Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, I left the ninth day, but I was fired after eight days. I stole from everyone with me in the house. Everyone. Everyone woke up and like, oh, oh. <laughs> everyone just had their wallets empty and things like that. And of course, they all accused me, even though I was like, oh, always a victim. <laughs> People are always accusing me. And like, I started like being generous. I'm like, here, you can have 200 pounds like for now to support yourself. And they found that fishy. <laughs> like, I'm always willing to help out a brother. You know, that's the thing. Well, I'm saying this for store for a reason. My, out of all people to be my roommate, uh, was an, uh, I was so sure 
that he was a, a used to be a drug addict. I just sometimes look at people's jawline or their cheekbones, and I'm just like, you did something. Bitch, you did heroin. I know you did. I know those cheeks. You know? <laughs> no, I, I sometimes, I, just, I know there are certain, certain facial structures and maybe even behavior. But like a demeanor they, about them. Like some, a, there's just something you know. And sometimes it's not even the behavior. It doesn't matter the behavior. But I just know something. Okay? It's not that he's high. I feel like he used to be. Okay. Here's the thing. I was always trying to get this high. This guy was the calmest one with me. The rest always wanted to like fight with me or all that. This guy was always so calm and always, uh, and I would always try to, uh, you know, top smoke with me, top do this drug with me. He'd always be like, no, no, it's okay. Thank you so much. I'm shy of it. And apparently he was always on the phone and I don't know what. And here's the thing. So uh, this guy, as I said, was very patient with me and everything. A, a, a year, yeah, a year later, I did show up at a meeting. Wait, what's important is this guy actually told me, I understand what's happening with you because my cousin uh used to do it too that's what he said a year later i find this guy in a meeting i forgot his name completely but i was like oh how are you oh my god what are you doing here he's like what do you think i'm like i don't get it <laughs> he's like i was like i thought your cousin he's like my cousin me you needed to yeah i mean he's like i'm the f- guy who had a problem <laughs> like of course i said my cousin yeah and, he, yeah and then he told me i've been waiting for you you know and that made total sense and I know that feeling now because he actually said, I've been waiting for you because he knows that a lot of the people here, the inevitable support system they will eventually kind of like get led to at some point are the meetings. And he told me it's been, I know we haven't, I haven't seen in one year and I knew you'd eventually make your way here. You know, if you didn't die, that is, you know. Uh, and, uh, and this has happened several times, really. In his case, I remember that one really well. Um, is- yeah. Is there any, um, do you recommend anything to read, to watch, to, to watch, consume, to understand, yeah, yeah, uh, understand, to understand more as a person, personally quite ignorant, um, of the matter? Um, any Bibles of addiction? <laughs> okay, there is one Bible of addiction, that's true. Uh, it is known as the NA Blue Book. It is the Bible of addiction. It's just N.A., the blue book. N.A. means Narcotics Anonymous, uh, the blue book, all right? That one has, what's unique about this book is that it's written by addicts. It's not an author, some weird-ass psychologist with who the f- knows who cares about your master's degree. We don't care. We want, it's written by addicts. So it's like line but after line, it's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. It resonates with you. Oh, of course. And then once you finish, all you feel like you have to do is f-ing get sign this book. You feel like you're the one who wrote this. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's missing Whoa. now. It's uh, the book is, it's, it, they know, you know, it's, that's what I mean. No psychologist could write this. Not with like this specific, um, it's called the uh, details. And there's several, you know, paragraphs. Uh, what is an addict? Aslan, and then it goes to like, you know, why are we even here? Here being the meetings, uh, relapse and recovery. There's a lot of different chapters on whatever uh, and all that. So that would be the only, but I'm not going to tell you to read any other book, honestly. Uh, by the way, this book is not about reading it either. This book, yeah, reading is a part of it, but you don't, again, the whole idea is you don't get sober alone anyway. You know, you have, if you do it alone, then you will easily, that's that same mind of yours that led you to even use drugs and continue in the first place cannot be the mind that gets you sober. No way. It's the same thinking, right? You, you, need, an, you need other voices in your head. You need the people in the meetings, right? Who've been there or uh, things like that. This is the same shitty ass thinking that got me in the first place. You know, so you can't just sit and be like, oh, well, I got, oh shit, <laughs> I know what to do now. Like, no, you don't. Slightly off topic. But uh, do you feel I like there is... I will not strip for you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. When, when the mic... I love the dynamic between you, you two. <laughs> so you, much Lou. history. Oh, when the mic is over. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I always wonder, is there a movie that kind of... Like an art... art that, that truly encompasses uh, uh, addiction? I always, like When I say that, I think uh, train spotting. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> of seen course, it. Of course, I've seen both of them. They're, they're, Requiem, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem they're, they're, for a Dream. Oh, do they encompass? Like, do you feel like, wow, I, 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 I can yeah, relate? Yeah, no, Let's, I relate to all of those movies. You're definitely, of course, they, I, and all of those movies I relate to. 
uh, I think is with something like train spotting, I find more hilarious than it is sad. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's more because it is still kind of dark comedy. Um, what's it called? But uh, I'll tell you actually a movie that I could not watch sober for a long time. Two movies Flight. You know it? Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, uh, oh, really? Oh, God. Uh, that, that movie. I didn't even think of it as a drug movie. No, 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 no. I thought he was an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, but here's the thing. There's, I swear, this one scene. I'm not blaming this movie. It's not the movie. It's, it's my mind's fault. I was in the halfway house and I was watching it. The first, I think, 10 minutes of it. Not Denzel Washington. I forgot the girl's name or something, but she overdosed on heroin. There is at least two to three seconds where the camera zooms in on her pupils getting dilated. That's all. That's all I needed. Uh, that feeling, I know exactly. And she was overdosing too, right? I remember I used this image to ju- to kind of make the fantasy of mine even more real. That when I get out of this halfway house this weekend, I'm going to do exactly that. And I did actually do exactly that. Uh, it was just more of like, the command, you know, like, oh, you're feeding it. By feeling it is because I'm not sharing about my thoughts. I'm not telling anyone what I'm thinking or what I'm going to do or I'm planning to do and all that. But then this just made me like seem much more. It's always a fantasy of how it's really going to be like. But of course, the reality is you relapse. It could be like that. Maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. And then it comes with a bunch of shit. Times 10, you know. It's What's never what you think what was going to be. It's always like... What's the know? other movie? Pulp Fiction, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing it's just, now it's totally fine uh, but still there are moments and it all has to do with John Travolta cruising in the car it's that f***ing guy just that, those eyes the look he had in his eyes when he was just in the car the convertible right and uh, like cruising I'm like yep that's what it is because it is it does feel like a warm blanket getting thrown on top of you and you're just safe you're safe you're you're you're, you're that's it. As you said, your presence too, right? And uh, and you'll do anything to keep it like that, you know. Uh, but that that was like I'm fine watching these movies now, you know. Uh, I mean, I love Pulp Fiction and things like it's like it's, there's nothing wrong with any of the movies. It's just, it depends where I'm at with my mind, really. What you project it's, into oh, yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say because I'm six years and a half sober that it's not like I'm immune to. Definitely, you know, there are times where I could feel a little bit more uh, vulnerable today. Not necessarily for relapsing, no, but more of like vulnerable just emotionally. Maybe I don't want to be around uh, people who are just going to get drunk tonight. It's pointless. It's pointless for me. It's like they're going to be in a completely different state. What am I going to do? F***ing grilled, cook grilled chicken for these bitches? I'm like, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do that's... And we can't be on the same wavelength tonight at all. So I'd rather not hang out with them tonight. I'll hang out with you when maybe when my state of mind's a little different. Does it feel it's like... Not, your addiction, sobriety, that journey define you, Yanni. Yeah, you said six and a half portion. years, it's but a big portion, of course. I mean, but like moving on, you think ten years, you're gonna be, you're definitely way more than that, Yanni. But Sanazdi, is it always like a coming back point of of something in you? Yani. Well, it's a turning point of a lot of things for me. Of course, I I don't. I got sober when I was twenty four, but. The way I was going, uh, I would have been dead at 25 or something. But that's the thing. I, every time I'm just about to die, and I really mean that, uh, you know, it was always like somehow something intervened. Something intervened could be as simple as I actually like woke up. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and it's like when I was 20, there was no way I was going to make it to 21. Things like that. And then I'd find myself in a rehab again. And I don't know what. There's always like that one just if I'm one, I'm always a hair away from it, you know? So there's no way I would have made it to 25 when I was 24 either, you know? Uh, and uh, so it's a big portion of my life, yes. But as you said, it's not all about it. Of course not. It's not like, you know, like I when I go out with people or something, I don't like to, like, it's like, I don't want to talk about addiction or something like that. It's like, no, there's so many much more interesting topics to me. I have other interests in life, you know? This is something... It's a part of me, but it's not like it's all I want to talk about. F- no. How much time do you have besides working out in the gym? Because we've talked about that. Interest-wise. It's very interesting. Because I only started working out last year. Like, actually, last summer. But you look really good, man. As I want to tell you, we got... 
What eight any besides travel? Well, I, I've always had an interest in criminal psychology, like since I was a kid. Uh, actually, there's funny stories about that as a child, but that's another time. So there's um, that. I've always been interested in that field. And then uh, does the girlfriend consume a lot of time? No. Oh, you mean? Oh, no, no. I, I'm sorry, because I, I, she hasn't. Do you mean like getting in the way? No, no, no. I mean like does she? Is it uh, having no, a? Uh, it's time I've, you know, chosen to sacrifice too. Yeah, it's not like Loa fucking bitch is draining me. It has to get us. How long have you been uh, in a relationship now? This uh, four years, longest one in my life. Uh, the girls, yeah. No, I said not on the mic. Offline, we'll take this offline. Oh, headlines get the how is the relationship? Yeah. No, the relationship is fine, but of course there are. like I didn't know what the hell. Like here's the thing, there are. What 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 did a healthy relationship mean uh, and all that right and um, I don't um, there are times where it can be unhealthy and opposite too but it's not like it was one healthy streak because I really thought like oh it's always healthy like no cholas there are times where you feel like uh, you're being extremely self centered so you're you're actually having human things now human problems right it's not an addict problem it's a human problem now like. Oh, so maybe other people relate to this now, you know? Or you're relating to other people. Uh, okay, I, was I being irrational? Was I being disrespectful? Was I, I know, being too aggressive? Whatever, things like that, you know? Am I being emotionally uh, manipulative? You start, like, really seeing these things. And you're, or, 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 and if you don't see them, someone else could see them for you if you have, you know? Um, and it's just, like, uh, it's, it really it definitely helps you in the relationship to see, like, what what the hell does that and a healthy one it doesn't necessarily mean I'm like i'm like 24 7 happy or something it doesn't have to mean that it's just more of like but there's, really, really there's a basis of like honesty trust and respect those three you get involved and you're like oh people can trust me you know 100 percent. and what i like about this is you know addiction and sobriety this is normal problems that yeah, yeah, yeah. i had to be, be go through even if they had not uh, yeah. gone through the same journey as you yes, even if but, you're not an addict you can still be a f- piece of shit and oh, you can still course, be a wonderful course. person no, no, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean and I, you could be emotionally manipulative and you're not exactly. going to be happy 24-7 and of course exactly. it's unrealistic but, but that's what, what I mean is for an addict to question himself in these things in relationship is like is something next level shit right to like because it's we used to be about me 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 all the time uh, and things like that <laughs> so basically you're saying it's a nice problem to have <laughs> so it's, it's what? <laughs> it's a nice problem to have that, that, exactly <laughs> no no you're absolutely right because there are problems that you need to be grateful for too <laughs> when you're sober like when people when I start sometimes like oh my boss is a little bitch he's still a little bitch before like I've had a boss that was a little bitch but it's like when's the last time I've actually complained about something like that you know it's, I have a little bitch of a boss I don't like him I don't care but it's like uh that's not something I ever complained about before. It was like, I, I don't know who else to steal from. I don't know I'm going to get my next high. I had the withdrawal symptoms. Whatever. You know, it was like, you know, things like that. Whatever. Those were the things all the time. It was never, oh man, I don't know if I can make it tonight at 9 p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was never that. Can I say something? I think... Honestly, man, like after six and a half years, the, what kind of triggers me is the way you talk about things that are so tough, like death and uh, certain things that happen. Was it just being kicked out of your house? Oh, how are they, such a casualness, yeah. And he, like yeah. honestly, there's no, uh, there's no. Uh, you've kind of like normalized, or like you've just yeah, kind of like it's just. Uh, but so I'm glad that the, they're behind you, Saraha, and that's why yeah, you can yeah. kind of speak about it openly and like. It is um, behind me now, yeah. But 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 this isn't really important for a lot of people. You'll find people who are 10 years, uh, 20 years sober and relapse. Okay, it happens. Uh, doesn't mean sobriety is not long lasting. No chalus doesn't mean that. And I'll tell you something about these people. They, it's all they always have the same exact uh, story of why they relapsed. It's always. They forgot where they're coming from. Uh, in this case, for the meetings, they say they always stopped coming to meetings and that they already knew everything. In other words, their ego was so inflated that they said, there's no more to it. 
Uh, you guys can no longer teach me anything and I know it all. Every time it's I know it all and what happens is I know it all goes hand in hand with I don't come to the meetings. I get disconnected with the recovering addicts. I eventually forget where I'm coming from. And next thing you know, a lot of them are relapsing. And people think, oh my God, how can anyone relapse of 20 years? Like, no, actually it's the same way someone who's one month sober would relapse too. And you're talking about like a full-blown relapse, not just a lapse. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lapse. Uh, yes. Okay. No, no, my, my, it's only a relapse. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's alcohol or heroin or pills. It, ha- it doesn't matter. Relapse means, technically, it means to repeat old whatever in this case behavior in this case like the drugs and alcohol right you can have something called a spiritual relapse too and it starts off sometimes that way spiritual relapse means like you again you start going back into the lying and the deceit and the manipulation and uh, stealing maybe you know whatever all the uh, removing all the principles again that you're trying to live by you know the honesty the tolerance patience all those things no it's like the spiritual part of you starts to kind of degrade and then eventually you will relapse. But of, but of course, a lot of times you won't either, but you'll be miserable too. doesn't mean you're going to relapse, but if you do relapse, usually this comes before, you know, usually. Com- commentary on relapse. Yeah, let's say with alcohol, uh, let's say you've, you're an alcoholic, da, 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 da. Yeah. and then I, I feel like, I, I wonder if it's the right thing to do maybe if like you've been cold for like sober for a long time uh-huh. is it okay to come back myself for a glass of wine with dinner and like in the social social sense oh, no. i'm saying myself alcohol because yeah. it's a socially acceptable thing so now as the drugs more difficult uh, but so as the and it wears the that that's that's see that's a tricky thing not for me but it's a tricky thing for people who are okay they what you said has happened a lot to a lot of people actually and um that's the whole issue. Once you're an addict, it doesn't mean you're always an addict. I mean, you're always an addict, yes, but it doesn't mean you're always an active addict uh, in terms of you, you have to actually drink and not use drugs and all that. But um, what you just said is them basically denying that they're addicts, that they come back for after, say, let's say five years sober. A glass of wine is nice because I'm getting married today or whatever. Uh, you know, there's what things like that, and uh, and it's no. See, once that goes into your system, literally, it's they say that the first drunk, sorry, the first drink is is, is, is too much, and a thousand is never enough, right? And they say the same thing with like drugs, of course, and all that. That's always how it is. So you have that, and once it's in, shokran, bye bye. Slippery slope down. <laughs> Definitely. Some, of course, faster than others. Some it could be more a little scattered. Doesn't matter. But this is what happens with them, and it all comes. That's what an addict is. There is loss of control. There's no such thing as willpower. Once it's in your system, it's in, it's in. I don't drink to feel good anymore or something. I drink because, because um, you know, usually it's a mode of escape or something. It's not necessarily I just want to be happy. It's more of, you know, there's several things that go on in your mind. But the thing is, uh, it's never going to be that one glass of wine. I, I wish it was. I really wish a lot of times I've relapsed a lot that I always thought I could, could be this one weekend. It could be this one day. Uh, this, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to take lesser doses, whatever it is. There's always some way I think I'm going to control it. But the, here's the thing. If you control something so much, then it means it's already out of control in the first place, right? So there should have been no reason for me to even try in the beginning. Omar, uh, thank you so much. Really, so, so much for being with us uh, tonight. We got Anna personally, uh, Demon Asa conversations on Taf Hayati. I hope uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, I personally learned a lot. Alam, in Isbali, the things you don't know, you don't know. Sarah, Johari's window, like, flood the uh, uh, gate of knowledge. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Sarah. Yeah, no problem. Um, brave of you to come. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. And uh, we hope uh, the people listen yeah. or uh, learn as much as I've learned as much as we have. And uh, mm. we, I haven't uh, said shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really have not said shit. <laughs> I will. There's always a lot more. Uh, by the way, I do feel everything I've said so far. I barely scratched the surface. There's so many more issues I haven't tackled or whatever. And things like that. I feel there's so much more to talk about and, and, and hear. You know? I agree with you for me. Thank you so much to no the problem. audience.
Thank you for your time, everyone. Uh, listen more, read more, uh, get aware. And be more emp empathetic and compassionate, I think. There's so much happening with, with a lot of people that we don't know about. Thank you guys for your time and uh, see you on the next one. Amor, thank you so much. No, amazing, guys. Amazing. 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 Like, ah, oh, it's gonna be okay. I started getting a headache. I'm thinking about how much I'm gonna do this.